You're listening to SBS News. Offshore detention in the headlines again. A damning report finding the Australian government gave millions to companies suspected of bribery, money laundering and other criminal activity to deliver the controversial program. Authored by former ASIO chief Dennis Richardson, the report found the Department of Home Affairs didn't do its due diligence before awarding contracts for regional processing services in Nauru and Papua New Guinea. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill blames her Liberal Party predecessor, Peter Dutton, for the alleged misconduct. Peter Dutton seems to have seen that there were problems here and asked no questions and got no answers over the decade that he was in power. Now, what was the consequence of that gross failure of due diligence? It was hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars potentially being funnelled into running drugs and guns and trafficking in human beings. Now, Peter Dutton is a fraud. He presents himself as a tough guy on the border, but this report today shows that he oversaw a system where hundreds of millions of dollars was potentially used to facilitate criminal conduct. He has to tell us what he knew, when and why he didn't do anything about it. No individuals have been referred to the Australian Federal Police or the National Anti-Corruption Commission by the review. Ms O'Neill says the door remains open for potential criminal investigations. Dennis Richardson's review, of course, leaves open the question of whether there are criminal, uh, there is criminal conduct that needs to be investigated, and those investigations would be undertaken by the AFP. A report by the Sydney Morning Herald alleging one provider, Radiance International, was awarded a $9.3 million government contract in 2018 to provide accommodation for asylum seekers. Despite Mr Dutton being warned by the AFP that its owner was under investigation for allegedly bribing Nauruan politicians, the report found no evidence of any ministerial involvement in the regional processing contracts or procurement decisions. Report author Dennis Richardson says it's not uncommon for contracts to be granted without ministerial oversight. I think given the nature of the contracts, it's uh, perfectly understandable uh, if the minister... Uh, was not uh, was not advised. I've worked in departments where not all contracts are advised of the minister. Ian Rintoul from the Refugee Action Coalition says that Mr Dutton's intimate knowledge of the unlawful conduct should make him accountable. It's ridiculous that uh, Richardson has said that uh, there's no ministerial involvement or couldn't find any ministerial involvement. Dutton was aware of the allegations. He was aware of the, you know, shonky uh, businesses that were being done. There really does need to be a, a proper investigation uh, to reveal the extent to which uh, ministers and, and governments were directly implicated. The Richardson Review made four recommendations to Home Affairs. One recommendation was redacted. Dennis Richardson says better communication and a bit of curiosity would improve the procurement process. Procurement areas and the intelligence part of their departments, particularly home affairs, need to be better wired than what they are at the moment. Secondly, a bit of curiosity uh, wouldn't go astray. For instance, uh, where you're looking at giving a contract uh, to a company which is very small, no public profile, and where it is seeking to exercise a contract in an area in which it has no expertise, and on top of all of that, they're about to increase their, their annual revenue by 30-fold, I think it's reasonable to expect a department to exercise a degree of curiosity and um, uh, to do more 
than the basics. The government intends to implement all recommendations. Secretary for Home Affairs Stephanie Foster says the department is already addressing the issue. There are significant shortcomings and I think that they've been addressed and they will continue to be addressed by the processes that we've put in place to ensure that due diligence and that sharing of information is actually dealt with. The Offshore Immigration Detention Scheme has been subject to complaints from human rights organisations since it began. In 2020, an international criminal court prosecutor said the poor conditions appeared to violate international law. Refugee advocate Ian Rintoul says the physical and psychological effects of the alleged misconduct is still felt today. The detention centres themselves were an extraordinary abuse of human rights and you've got many people who are still suffering uh, the mental health consequences, the physical health consequences of that. We've still got 57 people who are in Papua New Guinea, still in Papua New Guinea, uh, with no resettlement arrangements. We've got people who are still suffering. There's got about 1,100 people who were previously on Manus Island or, uh, or Nauru who are now in Australia who still haven't got permanent visas and are dealing yeah, with the with the consequence of offshore detention, that people after so long still have no no permanent visas, uh, no secure future. In June 2023, the last Nauru detainees were brought to Australia. The government maintains a detention centre on the island as part of its enduring offshore policy. While Home Affairs insists the use of corrupt and unethical contractors for offshore processing is a thing of the past. Mr Rintoul believes that corruption and malpractice is inherent to the policy. The Richardson report has really uh, shines a light into the corrupt practices that the Labor Party is involved in uh, perpetuating. The fact that we've still got an offshore detention centre in Nauru is a guarantee that we're going to see uh, similar you know, corrupt practices that are going to underpin that, that offshore detention facility. Rania Yallop, SBS News.